Hey everybody, welcome to the Gene Pool Variety Hour. Your geek safe space. I'm Sean, the Han Solo of the podcast. Old, grizzled, and ultimately disappointed with his son. And I'm Connor, your Chewbacca of the group, because I'm big, hairy, and no one can understand me. Join us as we review random movies, play games, talk anything geek culture that catches our attention, and, and chase, chase a, a lot, lot of chickens. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of the Gene Pool Variety Hour. What is up, my ninjas? <laughs> I think he's going to say something wrong every single time he starts to say that. No, um, I'm, I I'm saying ninjas because, because I'm I love just, Naruto. I'm just saying that that's where my brain goes. Sorry. Baka. Uh, okay, don't do the whole Japanese thing. I speak Japanese, but I don't speak Japanese thing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so anyway, um, this is the last episode of the Gene Pool Variety Hour of 2019, actually of the entire decade. So, yeah, of the entire decade. Wow, it's a whole new decade. I can't even believe it. I know, and uh, we've done all of 15 episodes, and it's taken us three years to do 15 episodes. <laughs> Granted, we took a year and a half off because oh, you were gone. But anyway, so we got a lot on the docket today, so we're oh, yeah. going to just kind of talk about the holidays. We're going to try to have a holiday-themed episode, but Connor was out of town, and the holidays with family and stuff, it just, we're like two weeks behind. So we're on the other side of the holidays, so we're not doing that. But, um, so we got to talk a little bit about the holidays and what's been going on. Yeah. You have some big news to talk about. We'll oh, get yeah. to that. <laughs> um, and, of course, you know, everybody has seen it, so... Uh, we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. And anybody that's, who's that's, anybody has seen it, obviously. You know, so so, so there's going to be it's going to be full of spoilers, I guess. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, just skip it's, that part. It's um it's been out for over a week, so it's been out longer than that. And the, yeah, no, the people that are going to listen to this podcast have probably already heard it. I mean, probably already seen it. Uh, and then we I'm, have I'm, I'm going to be spoiling stuff. So um so so spoiler alert. I love to spoil stuff. Just FYI. Yeah, he likes to spoil Christmas presents that he gives his family too. So go, go I I only spoiled that one present I, and um be um um because you were worried I was going to be soft at TSA because of it. Well, we, we'll get to that later. Anyway, so uh, and then after Rise of Skywalker, which I know everybody there's you either love it or you hate it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah spoiler, we loved it. But um and then we got our geek question of the day, which we'll get to that. I'm not going to say what it is right yeah. now. Uh, just kind of letting everybody know what we're up to, and then we're going to review, review our, our our role for. Christmas. Credits. Am our, I getting it right? Roll for credits. Roll for credits segment is uh, um, Ink In, from insert 2009. Insert effect here. Roll for credits. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. See, now I've got to do that via you know post-production editing. Anyway. It's so fun. And then we'll talk about um, Ink, our, our random movie review uh, of the episode. And, and then, then we'll roll, roll for, for our one. next one. So, anyway. So, yeah. I mean, holidays are over. I mean, it's now. I mean, I'm going to hold. It's the 30th. I, I, yeah, I hope to get this thing edited and pushed out tomorrow so it can it, it can officially be the last one of the decade and not yeah. the first one of the next decade. Yeah. <laughs> so I may be up really late tonight editing it. Um, but anyway, so what have you been doing? Well, I mean, that's what we kind of always start with. Well, let's see. Um, um, recently, I got back from from a nice week long vacation with um. With with my girlfriend Nikki. Yeah, you guys he, know that he, she lives in Ohio, and and he yeah. has known her for years, and um, they the, officially and became an item. You know, of, what about um, a year ago? I guess. Um, a more more about seven eight months ago. Okay, so anyway, um, and he's gone up to visit her a couple of times now, yeah. uh, and it was really nice that he went up um, the the week before Christmas or yeah. two weeks before Christmas. The week before. And uh, they delayed their family Christmas stuff so that he could be there. They're really including him as part of family. Really they didn't cool. delay it. Hit him. They um they um, oh, they pushed it up. Oh, they pushed it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, my bad. Yeah. So he was up there, and then yeah. So and tell then me. then I've got some awesome news. Yeah. So don't tell us everything that you did. Just tell us the one big thing that happened. Okay. One big thing. I got engaged. There you go. So, <laughs> um. We are one step closer to getting him out of my house. <laughs> oh, thank you for the support, dear father. Well, you know, I did say I'm ultimately disappointed. And by the <laughs> way, guys, in the intro, I'm not ultimately disappointed in my son. I just, it went with the Han Solo thing. So, just full disclosure. Oh, God. Just full disclosure, I'm not disappointed with my son. But it just, it, I go for the joke. And it was a good joke with the whole Han Solo, Ben Solo 
he's a um, thing. He's he's slightly oh. disappointed. So apparently my um your computer is not silent. Yeah, I got a silent. So anyway, so you you talk well about that whole thing. So so yeah, um um it was a very I was extremely nervous. I was shaking. I stuttered through through the entire thing. Um, and and in the end, I just basically got down on one knee and and proposed. I did. I didn't have any pomp and circumstance. I just got down and asked. And he and, did it at a zoo. So you know, there you um, go. That that probably was, fits with you. <laughs> um, um, it was um, it was at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, which um, which is where we had our first date, and. And I just thought it was a nice experience. So, we have a picture of it. You know, that the, he he had the the zoo photographer kind of follow him a little bit, yeah, um, to take a picture. And so they got a picture of of him on his knee, um, with it holding the ring out and everything. So I'll I'll we just got it scanned. And I'll put it up on the the show notes for so everybody can see it. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, so that was a pretty big deal. Big, um, a big, big, um, yeah, biggest of my current life. Yeah. That was probably your best Christmas present, I would I would hope. Well, I would hope duh. it's not. I was hope it's not that thing that you were playing a while ago. No, I hope that, okay, good, because that would that's not a close go, second. That would not go well with Nikki if if <laughs> she came in second to the switch. So anyway, oh, oh yeah, um, 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 I I use all I use all my Christmas money and and some spare cash I had to, to get myself a Nintendo Switch and Pokemon Shield. So yeah, I mean he. And all my friends have one, and it looks cool, but it, I just... Um, it I'm, feels cool. It runs very smoothly. Yeah, you know, but I guess my thing... I, I, I toyed You're... briefly with the idea of getting a Switch a while back, but I'd rather save that money for the new Xbox that's coming and, next year. I'm um, just going to amass that cash for that. And, and at the same time, um, I'm a, a lot of, of the good good game games that are on there, heard that there aren't... aren't Kitty Mario and stuff like that already on the Xbox. Yeah, right. So Diablo and that kind of stuff. Yeah, whatever. Diablo, Witcher. Yeah, so or Monster Hunter, all that. So and, anyway, um, and, so um, and 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 have you ever been a Zelda fan? I've never played Zelda. I've never had a Nintendo machine. I've always been either um, Atari, Sony, or um, Xbox. Okay. So I've never, I've never had a Nintendo. I've played Nintendo, but you know, not not where I can sit and play something like Zelda because that takes a while. You True. Know? Uh, it's more like Mario and whatever, but anyway, so so yeah, so he that was his big ticket item that he got. I mean, we bought him a lot of other stuff. He oh, Connor's a, a really lot of into cosplay stuff. Yeah, Connor's really in, trying to get into cosplay stuff, and so um, he got some cosplay foam and you know cosplay some, cutting tools, some and, cutting I mean, tools, foam cutting tools. They got me some. Um, they got me a um a couple of books on on, on cosplay creating, and, yeah. and then also this really cool thing a a three D printing. Yeah, which is not really something you can use for cosplay stuff unless you're using it to make small, you yeah. know, um, embellishments on whatever you're yeah, making. Exactly. You know, but he, he he wants to use that. For, he also plays with uh, miniatures. Not plays with miniatures. He, he like has he, miniatures and, and tries to customize them and that kind of stuff. So yeah. he's going to use it for that. So so that was the most of the stuff he got. You know, I mean, I'm I'm the old dad. I don't get much for Christmas. You know, we don't do much. You know, the biggest ticket item that we got was Santa Claus brought your mom and I the Roomba. Uh-huh. Bob, that's what we named him. Um, Bob, and we really like Bob because we don't have to sweep constantly now, because <laughs> um, we have hardwood floors downstairs. So, but Bob gets lost a lot, doesn't he? Well, we moved him because we put him in a more a better location than what Mom wanted, where he was before, and he's not going back to his base. He was going back to his base before, so I'm gonna have to kind of move the base again and see if he can find his way back. Um, but yeah, so so Connor got me. A couple of things. He got me um, a mug, a coffee mug that he got from Etsy, and it's it's got the. If you guys have played uh, Overwatch at all, you know how it says "play the game" and it has your gamer tag and who you, what character you were playing as. It's it's a black mug and it's got that in that font. It looks just like a screenshot from the game, and it says "play the game head gamer," which is my gamer tag as Moira, because Moira is my is who I main when I play Overwatch. Yeah, I hadn't played Overwatch in a while because. We we're kind of getting burnt out on it, all of uh-huh. us. And, and um, Borderlands Three came out, and now I'm playing Destiny Two, and we just haven't been able to coordinate. But that's what we want to start doing is play because that's a lot more PVE, which we prefer. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. But anyway, so that was an awesome gift. I've been drinking lots of coffee out of it ever since. And then the other thing he got me, he got me uh, when he went up to the shooting range with his future father-in-law uh, up in Ohio. 
Um, he got me a, a, a like a not a, it's not a mug. It's what what would you call it? It's a glass, you know, for drinking a pint glass. Uh, it's a pint, um, but it has a bullet, a entering, real bullet, like a real bullet entering, and they they blew the glass around the bullet, so it looks like the bullet is penetrating the. Uh, um, the glass right before it shatters, and it works out perfectly because when you're drinking out of it, your your finger hooks right on the the bullet that's hanging out of the the glass, and it's like your little handle. So it's exactly. Uh, but yeah, he said that he had gotten something from the the firing range and was flying home, and here I am. You know, I work for the military, and I'm like, uh, please tell me you didn't bring you didn't get a gun or ammo or something like that, and try to go through TSA because you're going to be in prison. Um, and so he ended up have, telling me what it was because I told him not to, but he went up tell, telling me because. He knew I was freaking out that he might get thrown in some prison in Ohio, um, the airport prison, yeah. <laughs> for having ammo. But anyway, but it's um, um, um but it's like there's no casing. It's, yeah, it, I know. Um, I it's, mean, and it's it, literally just a projectile, and it's not like um, and it's like the pressure is going to somehow cause it to I, to mushroom out into the glass. But I didn't, I didn't know all that at the time, and I was just trying to make sure that my son didn't get thrown in prison. So anyway, with with federal weapons charges at an airport, uh, would not be good. <laughs> so it, so that's kind of our holiday. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then tomorrow we've um, we've we've got this big celebration for for my for my brother Luke, who who incidentally tomorrow is also his birthday. Yeah. Well, yeah. He gets he was born on New Year's Eve, so doesn't matter where he is in his life, no matter where he is in the world. There's always a party on his birthday, so um, and he happens to be turning 21 tomorrow. So there you go. So it's a big deal, and you know we do this thing, and we've done it for years. Luke, uh, love. We started doing it when he was a kid, and absolutely love it. And now we've got about 10 of his friends that come over, um, and yeah, awesome. we do fondue. And so we basically fondue all evening and play games while we're you know fondueing while we're waiting on the the clock to strike midnight and that kind of stuff. So that's our big deal on New Year's Eve. So, yeah, so that's our plan, and then I get to go back to work on the second. Yay. Oh, sorry, Dad. Yeah. So, that's, anyway. That's sad. Oh, that's you've so been sad. working the whole time, so whatever. I know. So, um, I guess what we really need to do, we really need to jump in all this other stuff that we're going to do, uh, which, you know, the first thing is Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Finally, the trilogy of tri- the trilogy of trilogies is done. I'm done. Okay. If you're gonna do it, at least carry a tune. Shut up. It was funny. So so anyway. So we've been waiting on this. Oh god. We've been waiting on this for a long time. Of course, I'm. I'm one of the old school. I mean, I saw the the first trilogy, which is actually episodes four, five, and six. I wish they had done this in the right order. That is order. so weird. Why do they do that? Because those three, episodes four, five, and six, really made a good standalone trilogy. It really did. You know, and then they decided years, decades later to go ahead and do the prequels to kind of give you the back the backdrop to that and then finished it out. So it's kind what of a trilogy. What I want to know is um, how how many books are there? I don't know. I don't read the books. I don't know. Because, um, I, cause I, and I don't even know that the books, I don't think the book, I think the books came from the movies. I don't think it was the other way around. I could be wrong. I don't know because I've never read the Star Wars books. Anyway, so yeah. there, it's a trilogy of trilogies. It's been 40 something years in the making and we're finally done. Now, that doesn't they mean that Star Wars is over, but this whole Skywalker saga is done. It, and it took nine on. movies to finish up the Skywalker saga. So. I mean, let's just let's just go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Um, people loved it or hated it. Um, I loved it, and 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 I and I was had predictable but entertaining. I've had some conversations with friends, and and you know they were okay with it, but they thought there were some pretty significant problems with storytelling in it. Um, I've read reviews that say it was the absolute worst Star Wars movie ever made. Uh, I mean, just the vitriol and the hatred that's out there in the internet. Of course, that's the case with trolls, and you get you get geeks angry. Um, they can get nasty. And so apparently folks have been really ugly about this. And, you know, I mean, I, when I talk about it with, with folks, I'm like, I must be a simpleton. I must be dumb and not very smart because I don't well, duh. get... <laughs> if you could only see the finger I'm showing him right now. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, right back at you, Pop. Oh, yeah, okay. So, because I don't see the problems. I mean, 
Were there cheesy parts in it? Yes, but there's been che- there's cheesy scenes in every, every single, single Star, Star Wars, Wars movie. movie. Jinx. Were, was there some bad acting in a couple of us? Yes. Uh, were there some some places in the movie that that could have been fleshed out more? Yeah. I mean, I, I and I had, I had a friend that and I had a friend. Were there some were there some some serious Deus ex, um, ex Machina stuff stuff that just happened just to happen? Yes. I don't even know what you meant by that, but okay. Um, so like, for example, there were parts where with this last trilogy, for example, the whole, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, you know, it's all this, who is Snoke? Who is Snoke? Who is Snoke? And in this movie, the Emperor says, oh, I made him. He's a clone. Yeah. And, and, and you go and you go, you see this huge vat of basically clone Emperor Snokes and you're like, oh, well, okay, that's an easy way to tie it up. It's kind of doesn't really... It's kind of anticlimactic. So there were some things in there, you know, they kind of, what I've heard from people is they started a, a certain path in the storyline with Force Awakens. They kind of went in a very different direction in Last Jedi and then went back to the Force Awakens kind of thing in, in Last Jedi. And I guess that may be the case. I don't, I guess, I, like I said, I don't think I'm smart enough to, I don't really see it because I just, I go into these movies because I love the Star Wars characters. I love the, the, the atmosphere. I love, the whole world that they've created, and I just go in to enjoy the movie, and I try not to pick things apart. You know, there's certain characters. But you love sh- picking things apart. But not really. I mean, I think I think people, when it's become something that's so beloved, they um, they want things to work out exactly the way they want them to work out, and when they don't, based on what they think the storyline is going where it's going to go, they get really angry. You know, so a friend of mine said something that. What it looked like to them was that they didn't go into this last trilogy and actually have a, a, a fully fleshed out storyline written out from beginning to end between this trilogy. They just kind of went from movie and then went to the next movie and then went to the next movie and kind of went from movie to movie. Yeah. And so, so the storyline kind of kind of changed. It wasn't very consistent across the three. And I can definitely see that there were some inconsistencies. I get that. There's inconsistencies in unless unless it's something like Lord of the Rings, where they they made the movie, they made the the trilogy of movies. All they filmed all three at the same time, so they were they there did? for eight. Yeah, they were there for eighteen months. They filmed for eighteen months and filmed all three movies at the same time, so they're able to keep it fresh in their minds and be very consistent. And they had the source material of the classic Tolkien novels to stay close to, whereas this one, you know, it it it's kind of a jumping as as they go. And so I guess I can see that. But, dang, I just really liked it. And I, I actually liked the way it ended. A lot of people hated the way it ended. I loved it, too. What, what did you think about it? I mean, I'm sitting here talking all the time, and I need to shut up. What, what did you think about it? Talk about well, some specific things. Well, let's see. In the movie, he, like he said in the beginning, it, um, it was predictable but very entertaining. Of course, um, of course there were some very, very... Um, surprising stuff. One big reveal that happened. Should I spoil that? Oh yeah, we're completely. This is this is a this is not a spoiler-free zone. So if you so, haven't seen it, stop listening. So Ray is Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter, and and the first clue we got of that is um is is when she and and Kylo Ren are are sort of forced tug of war over this ship in midair. And um and Ray is trying her hardest to, to get to get it back, and then randomly her hand just kind of like like go, um straightens up and then sends out a blast of lightning, and that is like our first big clue because yeah. it's who's the only one we've ever seen that did force lightning. Right. So so that was my that was the twist that I didn't see coming in the movie that I actually enjoyed. I, that was great. Yeah. Yes. The the movie was pretty predictable. You kind of knew where it was going. I mean. Like for example, Force Awakens mm-hmm. was basically a complete rehash of A New Hope. Yeah, definitely. Complete rehash with a female character, female, you know, orphan on a desert planet that turns out has technically not an orphan. Um, well, well, she was. She didn't have parents. Ray, um, she didn't have parents. Well, the, Ray was an orphan. Thing. Luke wasn't. Well, and Luke didn't have was, parents either. Luke was raised. He was by his raised. Uncle. He was yeah. raised by his aunt and uncle, not by his parents. Ray, so, um, since, Ray so was hand raised. Yeah, but the point the point I'm making is I they know. weren't raised by their parents. True. On a desert isle, desert True. island, desert planet, um, 
And it could be a desert they, island. And you they, don't know they how come big up on some droids that become their friends and their their companions through the thing. And it turns out True. they have force, and they meet. You know, I mean, so it's a complete rehash of, of the New Hope. That, so I was actually more more disappointed with Force Awakens than I was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, because I'm like, they just basically superimposed Ray over Luke's character and did the movie over. I know. So, so, so anyway, there yeah. was this awesome scene though, though that I will never ever forget. It was um. Um, it, it was near, it was in the final battle, and Ray was struggling to um to, to stand up to, to Emperor Palpatine. Oh, by the way, Palpatine is back. He is fully back. He was somehow he's kept like attached off. to some machine that's keeping him alive until yeah. until he, Ray um, can come and kill him and take in all the power. Because apparently, all the Sith when they die, the person that that the the Sith that's coming up and kills the Sith gets all the Force power of. The, the Sith, Sith that they just killed, and so they get more powerful as they go. So yeah. he's got all the Sith: Darth Maul, Darth Vader, Darth Sidious. It was, is it, no, he's not Darth Sidious. Is he? Yeah, he's yes, Darth he is Darth Sidious. Who Count Dooku. One, yeah, who was the one before him that he talked about that, that had the that was his mentor? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. It, his it name. was in the prequels. I can't he remember. um he was mentioned, I think, one time. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, anyway, I mean, I know my Star Wars friends and, will. Anyway, know. um, um, this one scene when um. When when Luke Skywalker is somehow talking to to Ray through, through her mind and and saying she is part of of all the Jedi and she's she's the amalgamation of all the Jedi and and then one by one we hear all these old Jedi masters just talk and and say we're with you Ray you can do it and 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 every now and then you'll he'll kind of remember and hear hear him. Um, from familiar voices, Yoda, um, Mace Windu, yeah. um, um, Qui Gon Jinn, Obi Wan, yeah, yeah. Anakin. Yeah, yeah. So and not not Darth Vader, Anakin. So what I liked, what I liked in that part was when Palpatine was saying, "I am all, I am the Sith," or "I am all the Sith." How did he say it? Um, I, I am all the Sith. Yeah, I'm all this. And 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 Ray, because she at that moment she just had the one lightsaber, but there was a second one there she yeah. brought. She brought Luke's and Leia's. Yeah. Because oh, by the way, Leia was um, training to be a Jedi too. That's in the movie too. Yeah. That, when she was younger, so she had both of their lightsabers, and she grabbed. You know, she you know did the, the whole force, force pull and grabbed it, and then crossed them as like an X right in front of her as as she's fighting against Palpatine's who's who, lightning, lightning force lightning, and said, "I'm all the Jedi," and just started pushing against him, and he started to melt away, kind of kind of kind of melting away like the the the, the Nazis in Raiders of the Lost Ark when they opened um, the eyes. I, um, I saw it more, more. Whereas if he, um, he was turning to ash, like, um, like, um, like that guy in, um, in in, in the Holy Grail one, in the Holy Grail movie. I don't it, um, Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail. Um, oh, him, okay. When him, you said um, Holy Grail, him, I'm thinking Monty Python. I'm no. like, nobody turned to ash what? in Monty Python. But you, you, you have you to just understand, mentioned completely. <laughs> Monty, if you say Grail, I'm going to think Monty Python. <laughs> But you just and mentioned any self, any, any self-respecting geek is going to think Monty Python, but when you mention Grail, before they're going to think Raiders of the Lost Ark, because Raiders of the Lost Ark is a lot more mainstream than Monty Python. So there's my geek cred. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. So so yeah. So it was really good. And um, cheesy and, stuff. Um, cheesy stuff. Um, but but personally, um, I feel like it was very very rare. Bad acting. Um, is um um everyone played their parts awesome. Um, there was this cute little rolly droid who that went around with BB-8. Um, that I absolutely loved. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, there was this one thing I was kind of confused about when I first saw it. What? Um, I got to say it. Second um, time, do um um you um you remember that uh, that giant snake scene, right? Yeah. I know when um when when she put her hand on on snake and, and healed it, right? Mm-hmm. That was the, that was the first time I ever saw anything like that happen, and it's like, how did she well, saw, learn saw to do heal, that? using the force to heal somebody? Yeah, um, okay. I, I've never seen any other Jedi do that ever. No, nope, I haven't either. So, so. um, so, so, so that's a, well, she has the power of all the Jedi. So. Yeah, you know what I mean. So maybe you know, who, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, I just, mean, it's just, hey, let's add a new ability. I know. It's like um, you level up, you get a new ability, right? You get a new feat. Right? Yoda couldn't do that, and and he was the master Jedi since since before it was made. Yeah, but so but anyway, you know what yeah, I, I know, mean. I know. Um, um, but yeah, um, but, but I didn't find that cheesy. I just found oh, so they can heal, yeah. and I th- and, and you knew that was going to be a foreshadowing. I mean, when she was able to heal, you knew that she was going to heal somebody else later yeah. on in the movie, um, and and she did. 
Yeah. So she um she um um actually it was Ben who healed her. No, she healed she healed Kylo before he switched back to Ben. Remember and the the big Oh yeah. The big oh. fight, the big fight she stabbed. <laughs> there was this awesome scene scene um so um so as you guys know Ben and and Ray somehow have this connection between them. And because of that, that they're able to 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 communicate, influence things around them, and and so when Kylo became Ben again, that connection got even stronger. And um and so at one point, when Ray had both lightsabers, but then oh that's cool. Yeah, um, that was but cool. then but, but then somehow um um Ben Ben was fighting his knights right on Kylo Ren's knights or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um and. And so he didn't somehow, have his lightsaber because he'd thrown his away. No, um, yes, and then and then somehow Ray, um, Ray put the second lightsaber behind her back. It it had transported to Ben, and, and he, he just pulled, pulled it, out. it out. And then he just kind of shrugged to all the guys and said, "Okay, He's, you're gonna die now." And that was a did. great little shrug, nonverbal. <laughs> that was a great nonverbal, yeah. Uh, but you know, so. I, I kind of feel like that was not scripted, and, 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 and yeah, it's maybe like his cue for, for the other actors to kind of like, okay, come at me. So it was cute. It was funny. You know, they introduced some new characters, mm-hmm. and and I, which they set it up completely with Lando and the girl that was a former stormtrooper. Yeah, um, they set that up as like being a side story that's good, they're going to develop. Um, but so I love Lando. The, he. The, the, I loved personally. This is just my belief. Yeah. Personally, I felt because you know they've been saying since episode one that such and such is going to bring balance to the force, right? Okay. Um, And you know, first it was going to be Anakin, then it was going to be Luke, and then you know, and then then it's going to be Ray. But it turns out because Ray and 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 Ben had this, they created this force dyad. That's why they had this connection diode. Or what? I think it was dyad. No, it was diode. No, dyad means two. Diode is like an electronic thing. The the, um, the, the force is electricity. Oh my gosh! No, no, it's dyad. <laughs> Trust know. me. Anyway, so created this thing, and so he was on the dark side, she was on the light side, and they create, but they they, they link together. So, so to me, linked. I saw that bonded. as more of a balance of the force than huh. Anakin or Luke or anything. So I thought it was. I like the way they did the whole balance the force thing. I personally saw it as this: um, um, some, um, someone who had turned to the Sith, but um, um, but still had had that core of of Jedi morality. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. he was so good at his core. Um, and and then Rey chose chose the Jedi, but but then again, she also had this anger in. Inside of her, I mean, Luke, her Luke did too. I mean, I know, was um, a big and, thing um, and and for me, you know, that completely um, embodied Yin and Yang. Yang, Yang. Don't we're we're in a we're Yin in, and Yang. We're in America. We say Yang. Okay, especially well, yeah. the South. We we say Yang. Yes, Yin and Yang, because um, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I just like giving you a hard time. So okay. I'm, I'm gonna pop that cap so right ov- off your overall, head. Overall, I mean, I, I love some of the humor that was in it. They always Definitely. put some humor in there, um, so that was really good. But I guess my my biggest problems that I had with the movie are one, I thought that the kiss between Ben and Ray at the end was, that was a little weird. It was just you didn't have to throw that in there. You knew that there was a connection there. There didn't have to be romantic ki- a romantic kiss there when. You know, it could have it could have just been a hug, you know, a tight, embraceful and hug. I mean, and that could have been something that developed in other movies if they decided to do other movies or whatever. But um, but they can't. Ben's gone. Well, well, now, yeah, but at that moment, you didn't know that. So, but, um, so yeah, so yeah, so Ben, what did, what ben and Leia became part of the force. So so what happened was Ray, Ray and and Kylo were fighting at one point, and she, he was starting to beat her down. Leah could Leah could feel it, you know, through the force. So she went and laid down and spoke to Ben via the force that kind of distracted him so that Ray could win. And when she did that, she used all of her force powers that she had left over and then she died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ray healed Kylo at that moment and then left on his ship to go after Palpatine. Yep. Um, and then Ben had a nice scene with Han Solo. 
with his dad. That was cool. Four, he, four solo. Where he kind of four solo. Where he kind, <laughs> where he kind of. That's when he went kind of reverted back to Ben. Yeah. Through his lightsaber away. Um, his lightsaber away. Yeah, the red lightsaber. Oh, remember? I he said the exact same thing. Oh, I. Th- he said the exact same thing in, in this movie as he did in Force Awakens. He says, "I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it." And and in the in Force Awakens, it was kill his father. Yeah. And in this one, it was throw his lightsaber away. Yeah. And, and and renounce the, the the dark side stuff. Yeah. And so he did that, and then he went after uh, Ray. So and then at the end, after Ray fought Palpatine and ashed him up, <laughs> um, she was dying, and she died. He and he had been thrown kicked, out into kicked a, his ash. He had been, <laughs> nicely done. He had th- uh, Palpatine had thrown Ben off into some pit, and, but Ben climbed out and went to help her. She was dead, so he used his power to heal her and bring her back to life. Which was what Palpatine, you know, tried to tell Anakin he could do. Then that's what got him to turn to the dark side way back in Episode Three. Um, so Ben actually used that ability to bring her back to life, but that was all of his Force powers, and then he died into the whole Force disappeared Jedi thing. So it ended with everybody, got, you know, they blew up all the ships, and you know, oh. I mean, the typical space battle. They blew up the ships. They blew up the control center. What ships? The, okay. Palpatine had been on this planet, the the Sith planet that people um, didn't know well, how to get to. Well, what, and was creating what was it called? The final I, Elkin something started with an E, I think. I thought, but anyway, I can't. I, I'm terrible with names. Um, so had this whole Elkazel? new fleet, something. This whole new fleet of the final Imperial order ships called the Final Order. Well, they got rid. They blew. They destroyed them, and da da da. So, and then all the other imper- all the other Imperial ships throughout the galaxy blew up too. Yeah. And then they won, just kind of like at the end of and um and and every single one of these ships basically had 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 a Death Star cannon on. Yeah, it. yeah. So they could each each uh, Imperial ship. There were hundreds up, of them. Could blow up a planet. Yeah. So they won, and they're all celebrating at the end. Um, and then that's kind of end of it. But that I love I love the way it ended. Yeah, the very, uh, the the very the last end, thing that ended. At the end, Ray um, took um Ray Ray went back to Tatooine. Where it all, where it all started, started, went back both. to went back to to Luke's home where Luke was raised by his aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. uh, which still is there in real life. That that is still set in the desert. That's still out there. Really, you can, see, you can go see it. Yeah, I um, that that's now on my bucket list. So she went there and she took Maybe Luke and Leia's took, took Luke and Leia's lightsabers and wrapped them up in leather and bound them, and then with the force just made them sink into the ground and kind of bury them there at. At Luke's the old homestead, at where it and then she pulled out her lightsaber, which she had made. She either made it from her staff, because you remember in all the movies she had that staff, and she was really good with that staff. That bow staff. She kind of looked like the the scavenger, you yeah. know, had leather wrapped around it, and you know, just you know, fabric wrapped around. Yeah. So, so her her lightsaber handle looked like her staff, uh-huh. and it looked kind of rough. Yeah. It had the the the, the leather cloth and stuff around wrapped it. around it. And when she turned it on, it was gold. It was really cool. Um, so she has a very unique looking lightsaber. And someone says, which actually he um 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 according to to Star Wars lore, um a, um a few colors are um are meant to be are meant to be a sort of dyad between between um the light side and dark, yeah, gold, purple. So so anyway, I don't know about that, but um, but so at this scene, you know, go back. In the movie, they're t- she's talking to somebody, some little kid alien, and they ask her what her name is. She says her name is Ray. Says, What's your last name? She's like, I'm just Ray, because she doesn't really know at that moment. She didn't really know who she was. Um, and then at the end, when she's there, this um, this, this old, this old lady says, "Hey, there's nobody been here. So, so who are you?" And she says, "I'm Ray." And she says, "Ray who?" And she says, "Ray." And then as she's sitting there thinking, and she can see Luke and Leia, the little force Luke ghosts. and Leia standing off in the distance, smiling at her. And then she says, "I'm Ray Skywalker," and that's the end of the movie. And then it shows her standing with BB-8, staring off at the two sons of Tatooine, kind of a throwback yeah. to Luke. So it was really cool. I loved the way it ended. I I did um, too. And the one place there was one place that that brought me to tears. Yeah, what? Almost. When um, when they're all gone on their mission, Poe and 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 Finn and Ray and Chewbacca and all of them, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And while they're gone, um, Leia dies because she's talking to Ben and she's all force yeah. and She dies and they come back. Mm-hmm. 
and they and the, the the general that other lady says Leia's gone. Uh-huh. Um, at that moment, Chewbacca just yells at just lets out this this huge mournful mournful wail and drops to his knees. And when you think about it, he'd lost Han. He lost. He'd Luke. lost Luke, and he just lost Leia. And those, I mean. With Chewbacca, that was the core at the very beginning from 40 years, and so he had lost his last friend at that moment. He's um, he still had Lando. Yeah, but Lando wasn't part of that crew. True. He wasn't part of that, 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 that small oh, crew. Oh, he, um, he, he, he does still have, have, have 3PO and, and R2-D2. Yeah, but they're droids. They're not, pe- they're not, they're not living things. They're different. Uh, so that, that brought a tear to my eye, because cause I was just... I could hear through the whole Chewbacca thing, the emotion in that, you know, because you knew the context. So that, yeah. that I, yeah, exactly. So I didn't have a single problem with the movie. I mean, or there are certain things that I wish were a little bit different here and there. Yeah, but every single movie has that, um, and I, I liked it better than Force Awakens. I think. Well, because well, duh, you know, uh, definitely liked it better than the the prequel episodes one, two, and three. So, so I don't have any problem with it, and I don't know why people do. Um, feel free to let me know on Twitter why you didn't like it. Some people said, you know, it wasn't the movie Absolutely was that bad. Absolutely swamp him. But the, 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 the storytelling was inconsistent or bad. And, ooh, so okay. that's, that's, a nice that's probably a UPS truck outside. But anyway. So that's hopefully. the mail. All right, so that's all I got on Rise of Skywalker. If you haven't seen it, sorry for all those spoilers, but you knew it going in. Um, you should definitely go see Rise of Skywalker. And, when you get the chance. It. I mean, I've seen it twice already um, and would love to see it again. And but. and I, and I feel like once they all come out on, on DVD, we should buy them and add them I would to love our to, I current. would love to have the box set yeah. on Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. So so that's that's my review on, uh-huh. on Rise of Skywalker. And now it's my turn. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add to it? Um, let's see. Um, um, for me... Me, the the thing that I always take away from movies in general are specific scenes. The scenes are on the are or would make the movie, and this movie had amazing, emotion-filled and powerful scenes. Cliche as they were, and predictable as they were, still powerful in their execution and how they made you feel. You know, like um, like when like when Poe and Finn were um. We're we're out to we're out to stop the final order from from launching their fleet. Um, it was just them and barely, barely a dozen ships really. Um, um, and and they were doing okay up until a point where where they're getting overwhelmed and then eventually, um, Chewbacca came back on um on the Millennium Falcon with Lando and and then with them, them they brought literally hundreds of other ships and fighters that just kept on coming and kept on coming you know because um because earlier in the movie one of Poe's old friends said 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 there are fighters out there they 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 just need to know they have hope and they gave it to, to him and right. they came in droves and yeah, my awesome. favorite my favorite line at that moment was um the emperor not the emperor but the imperial you know general uh, someone said, "Where did they get this fleet?" And the person said, "It's not a fleet. It's just people. You know, it's just people yeah. came and rose up." Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh my goodness, that squeak is okay. UPS, get your brakes fixed, man. Jeez. It's it's not UPS. It's just the mail, dude. Oh, is it? Okay. Just the, anyway, it's just the post office. So, okay, it, it, it's Cliff Clavin in running his route. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so yeah, that that's. That's a that was a good that was a good scene in, in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So, all right. Let's, oh, okay. there um there is one thing that I need to know happened. Okay, Ray and Finn get together. You two, you I ship you two. You two need to get together and and they make won't, and make won't. force babies. No, they won't. There was um, I don't I don't see that happening. Um, anyway, there's a whole story behind that, but I want to get into that. So, uh, it must happen. It won't. It won't. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's okay. So is, are we good? 
Are we good on Skywalker? There's one so we can more move on? thing. Yeah, no, there's not one more thing. We need to move on. We're, <laughs> no. we're, we're already at 40 minutes or so. We're already at 40 minutes? And we haven't even done the other stuff yet, okay? <laughs> oh my God. So we need to move on. Okay. All right? We have rambled about Skywalker enough. Oh. You 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 can Dude, never we, ramble about Skywalker we enough. We talked about the movie for about a half as long as the movie was. <gasps> no, we the movie the movie was close to three hours long. Oh, it was over two, but it wasn't almost three. So okay, all right. So next thing we're gonna do is our geek question of the day. Yes. Uh, which of course, as well as always, we get them from geekquestioner.com or at geekquestioner on, on Twitter. Twitter. And so the question is. Um, if you could bring any fictional structure to reality, what would it be and why? So if, no uh, question. A fi- fictional a fictional structure could be a building, a place, a thing, whatever. No question about it. Hogwarts. Why Hogwarts? Because I want to be a freaking wizard and, and get away from all these dumb muggles. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. You just called half the people that you know muggles. Um. Uh, because um, be um, because let's be honest. Luke is a muggle. Mitch Mitch is a muggle. Says several of the people I work with are muggles. Yeah, I, okay. So you're a muggle most of the time. No, I'm just cranky. I don't hear a difference. <laughs> anyway, okay. So that's it. Just just Hogwarts because you get you get to be a wizard. Um, um. Honestly, he it's uh, honestly it's also because ever ever since I was a kid, I've always had this. Wonder about magic, you know. Um, um, it's just I know it's fake. I know it's not possible or real, but I've always felt this sort of connection and wonderment about it, and that will never change. And and Hogwarts is the epitome of all of that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think any, I think most, you know, people, uh, you know, in the nerd culture, you know, it's at some level are fascinated by magic and think about that too. I and mean, some people are more focused just on sci-fi and some are more focused on fantasy, but I think all of us are are uh fascinated with the fantastical, you know? Yeah, of course. So So is that it? Um let's see. If um if if I couldn't do Hogwarts, it would then honestly he have to be he the Avengers Tower. That's just a building though. I mean, it's Okay. Uh, um, no, no, no. I, I, actually, you're right. You're right. Um, let's see. Now, if I choose a building, could, could the people associated with the building come with it? No, it's just the building. It's just the structure. Doesn't say the people that that. No, it's just the structure. Then, um, then why couldn't I choose choose the Avengers Tower with all that's awesome high tech tech? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Okay. And we think about it. Jarvis and Friday are part of that's true. Of you have Jarvis it. Yeah, and that's true. um and um and then Jarvis becomes Vision. So in essence, I could okay. then also right. get Vision. Whatever. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm going to preface mine with the fact that this is something that I haven't watched. I have it, I have had every intention of watching, um, but I get so sidetracked with so many other things, and it's so many seasons worth. Don't don't let don't ruin I'm it. Not let me say talk. anything. That there's so many seasons of it that I, I've gotten about three or four episodes into the first season, and I just keep getting sidetracked, and I have to go back and start watching again, and I have to get through the kind of the first season to kind of get me down the road. But the structure that I would bring bring back would be the TARDIS from Doctor Who, simply because one, it's bigger inside than it is outside, so you have all the room that you need to live, and you can literally go anywhere, anytime. I think that's just fascinating. Talk about the f- fantastical. I could go anywhere in history. I could go to anywhere in space, apparently. I could go you know, anywhere I want to go, anytime I want to go, and take folks with me. What, um, and it's compact. <laughs> so why would you not What about the in the TARDIS? multiverse? Huh? Um, it um, can also travel to, to, to other dimensions? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know because I'm not a I'm I can't say uh, I'm a, a Hoovian. I'm fascinated by it, and I just have not been able. I've just not found time to watch them all, so I can't say that I'm a Hoovian. But I am fascinated by the TARDIS, um, so I don't know that, if that's the case or not. I'm sure people will let us know, but that by far has to be it. I mean, talk about what's the word I'm looking for? Flexible? No. Um, Fantastical. No, um, meaning I could do. It's very flexible. I can kind of do all different kinds of things with the TARDIS. You right? So, anyway, because like like just in the first three episodes of of 
uh, of the first season of the whole reboot of Doctor Who, you know, um, I think episode two, they're in space because the, the planet is dying. And episode three, they're like, looks like they're like in Victorian England, you know? So I just think that would be super cool. So that's easily my answer is the TARDIS. Hmm. So there okay. you go. Okay, cool. Okay. So now... Now it's time for the roll, next segment of... Roll for credit. For this this episode's entry into the roll for credits... Pantheon. Pantheon. That's the word I was looking for. I can't want to say Parthenon. And I knew that wasn't right. So I was close. Do you even know what know what the Parthenon is? Yes. What is it? It's in it's like Greek mythology. It's like it's where uh, uh, it's where the, the, the Greek gods lived. That's Olympus. Right? Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, okay. Be be um, okay. before we continue. Be schooled. I'm, be schooled. Okay. Go ahead. I'll be schooled. The Parthenon I know it's the, in mythology. I just can't. No, no, no. No um the the Parthenon is a real place. It yes, was, um, I know that, but it no, was no. still part of. I know it's in it's, it's um, in ancient Greece. I know that, but it it's was, not in ancient Greece. It, um, it's still in modern day Greece. Um, in um, it actually was rebuilt uh, in Nashville. What I mean is, Connor, it's the Temple it was, of Athena. It, okay, it was built in ancient Greece. Yes, what I mean. Okay, it's, um, it's, it's the Temple of Athena mentioned in several in several myths. One of which, which the most famous one is, um, is the creation of Medusa. Okay, cool. Yeah, see, I, Connor is is our resident expert on mythology. So, I mean, I've, I know it a little bit because I've read some stuff, but I just, it, it hasn't fascinated me like it does Connor. So, I mean, he has books on mythology, and that was one of his Christmas presents a couple of years ago. He's got, I mean, so. I love it. You know. Um, uh, uh, let's see. I've, I've, I've got Greek mythology. I've got Roman mythology. I've, I've got Irish mythology. I've, um, I've, I've, got, I've got classic Grimm's Brothers tales. Yeah, so he's he's really into mythology, and so he knows that stuff. So I I'm, I'm completely defer to you. That's that's cool. So anyway, all right. So oh, that was a chicken. That was a chicken. That was a big chicken. So mm-hmm. That was a Grecian chicken. Well, it's tzatziki sauce. Uh, <laughs> it's a hero. So anyway, so our, our 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 entry into the role for credits pantheon, pantheon is is the movie Ink uh, from two thousand nine. It's on Amazon Prime, and let me pull up on the IMD page, IMDb page what it says. You, um, it says, can, um, can you even talk today because you're fumbling even more than I do? No grammar much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so it says a mysterious creature known as Ink steals a child's soul in hopes of using it as a bargaining chip to join the Incubi, a group of supernatural beings responsible for creating nightmares. It sounds really weird, and it was. And it was really, really weird. weird. It was um, it was um, it was like indie film weird. And it was it was it was kind of um, it, un- the underlying story of the whole thing was a, a story about a father's love for his daughter, you know, and how that relationship had been broken through the death of the mother and the mother's parents getting involved and taking the granddaughter away from him in court and a lot of anger and animosity back and forth. between. Them. So th- it, it was about a father's love for his daughter. Yeah. It took a long time to get there through this really convoluted story. Like very convoluted. So basically what the story is, is that there um, are these beings, they're storytellers, there's incubi. The storytellers, they come and they give you good dreams. And the incubi give you bad dreams. And these incubi, they're freaky looking. Yeah, the, the way they were in the movie, they were really freaky. They, they were all Think, black, and they had this glass no, no, screen. No, no. no um, they, um, they weren't wearing black. Like, it was more like they were, it was more like they were coming from... From a butcher shop with them um, with those plastic smocks and gloves, you but know. But it was black. But yeah, it was black. black. But anyway, they had the screen in front of their face and, and, and constantly, you know, um, it, it distorted their face like yeah, well, was, like, like old TV static. They were almost. really, they were really freaky looking. All right, and 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 the and story, they all, and they always had this creepy grin on, on yeah, their face. And the storytellers are just normal looking people, um, but they gave good dreams, and 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 um, then the incubi gave bad dreams. But then there was this other character named Ink. And he came and stole this little girl's soul while she was sleeping. So she kind of went into a coma. And was what trying was her to name use... again? I don't remember. Um, I don't Emma? Remember. Something like that. 
So I, I think Emma. It was taking her soul to the incubite kind of as a sacrifice so that he could be whole again. Not whole. I mean, he'd still be one of them. Cured. cured but he would scars. be cured because he had scars. And he had a huge nose. He was all deformed. Yeah. Um, think, and he wanted to look um, good again. Think Gollum. Kind of. Except with a big hook nose yeah, and everything. Yeah, giant nose. Gonzo nose. And so the storyline was him trying to take her there and the storytellers trying to stop him. Uh, and her particular storyteller, they got somebody named Jacob who was a pathfinder to try to help them figure out how to get her back. This guy was the most entertaining of the entire movie. Yeah, he was blind and had uh, electrical tape he, over his um, eyes. Yeah, and and he was and he was constantly counting one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And and yeah, and we just thought it was all kind of weird, and, and that stuff kind of came to fruition. And he just at one randomly point. shouted and laughed in yeah. front of everyone. But what he was. All that counting, what he was trying to get, what he finally got people to understand why he was doing it was that that everything exists in a rhythm, and everything exists in a in a pattern and rhythm and in a path, you might say. Right, and so you can you can look at that, and he was counting, and then at one point, the dad is going somewhere, and they're like, okay, we have to stop his path. And he's, he was a stockbroker, whatever. You know, I'm not going to get into all that, but they're trying to stop his path. Um, they needed to get him to the hospital where the little girl was, and so. He was in a car accident. He got hit, and the way they did it, you know, the Pathfinder said, okay, change one thing, you change the path. And he started counting one, two, three, four, and you looked at the environment, and everything was existing in this pattern that was matching his counting. And they changed one thing, and it, it was like a, 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 a root, ripple effect, like the butterfly effect. The butterfly effect kind of thing, right. You know, or Rudberg's uh, machine, or what is it called? Um, Gutenberg machine. No, no, it's not Gutenberg. Anyway, um, like I said, I'm terrible with names, people. So it start, he started a problem in one spot, and it changed the pattern of everything that created the accident that got him in the hospital to get him to the same hospital where his daughter was. And then there's this huge fight between the storytellers and the incubi, and Dad is there. And there was one storyteller that went along and, and gave herself up to go along with Ink Leave. and Emma. What was her name again? Leave. L-I-E-V. Okay, Leave. And um, so they were at the place where the incubi were to sacrifice her. And they the were fighting. The assembly, it, I think it was right. called. And it turns out that ink was a representation of her father's shame and guilt. Because he he had... In one, um, because in one, in one timeline, I mean, he... Um, he he had made it to um to this big meeting and he was successful but 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 he missed the death of his daughter and because no 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 yeah. he 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 became super successful in 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 the stock market stuff but as he became more successful um it caused more and more problems in his marriage because he was staying out drinking more and it's causing more problems there his wife eventually died in a car accident and i don't remember if his drinking caused the accident or not i can't remember i think it played a role because that's where i think a lot of his shame and guilt came from and so the deformed ink was a rep- physical representation of his shame and guilt, and from it, from his suicide, from, because, because he yeah, and the because scars he, because he ended up shooting himself in one timeline because of his shame and guilt and the fact that he didn't have his daughter and his wife was dead, um, and so he had to kind of finally remember who he was that he was, what was his name James Jim, Chris just, John. Oh, John. John. So he had to remember who he was, and, and then he ended up fighting the Incubi to save Emma. And, and he kicked butt. Yeah. So, again, ultimately it was about a father's love for his daughter and working through shame and guilt over the loss of his wife. Um, but it was this really convoluted story. And if this sounds confusing, us describing it, it's because it was confusing. I watched it twice, and that helped me understand it a little bit better. But the first time I watched it, I had to go to the Wikipedia page for the movie to kind of understand who was who and what was an storyteller and what was an incubi and what was ink and how was he different and it was confusing. So it was an interesting concept. I don't think it played off very well. The movie that we watched on the last episode, the one with the little girl. Prodigy. Prodigy. Um, That one was definitely an indie movie and you could tell it was very cheaply done. But the side acting was not great. Yeah, but overall, I thought they they kept it pretty concise story, and you saw where it was going. But I found that a lot more um, easy to follow and more rewarding than this one was. Yeah, definitely. 
So, so what were your thoughts on it? Huh, well, let's see. My thoughts on it were, um, were it was predictable but not entertaining, confusing but predictable. I should say. Um, you could kind of tell, tell these people were, um, were some kind of supernatural beings. The, the titles didn't really make sense to, uh, to me, and um, and. And let's see the incubi. You you could instantly tell 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 they were the, they were the bad guys just because how they looked. I, w- I was kind of miffed at at that they called them incubi because because incubi are not the bringers of bad dreams at all in in classic lore, and that made me eye twitchy a little bit. But then honestly, the storytelling was very confusing. How um how they got from A to B was very confusing. Random things like like oh. They use drums as keys to get around places, and I'm like, okay, that's a random story thing. Like, how does that even make sense? I mean, almost it was like they found a bunch of these these a- antique drums in um in a flea market somewhere, and and they just thought it'd be cool to add this in, you know. Anyway, I so mean, th- there and- were some interesting concepts. I liked how when it all kind of started to make sense. When they were talking to the Pathfinder and with the stuff that I talked about a while ago, where he's showing that everything exists in a pattern and in a rhythm, and if you if you obstruct one part in the pattern, you can change the path. I thought that was kind of cool, and I and I did like the underlying story of the father going through his shame and guilt, and and how ink was the representation of that, and how he kind of got delivered from that. I I did like all that, but man, it was just a muddled way of doing it. And uh, it, hey, if you like that kind of stuff, it, I mean, it's worth taking. And checking it out, it's on Amazon Prime, but um, definitely was not one of the better ones that we've seen. Uh, I look, they went out on a limb and they tried something different, and I thought that was great. Um, it just wasn't executed as well as it as I think it should have been. Uh, so anyway, so that's my thoughts on 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 Ink. Again, it's from two thousand nine, and on honestly, the most entertaining guy um guy was um was Jacob the blind guy. Yeah, he because, was the most yeah, yeah because. He, because think um think, was just think about a more crazy Deadpool, you know, but and, uh, but no, less vulgar. No, I don't. I didn't see that. Um, I I can't think who he reminded me of, but but anyway. So there was, um there was this one line line that made me crack up. He um he, um so so they were in the hospital fighting the incubi and um and. And he had to to someone go out and, and signal for the other storytellers to 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 come and help help him out. And 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 of course he didn't he couldn't fight, but 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 he knew where they left the signal. So so randomly he he just laughed and and then turned around and said said crazy blind man on the loose. Yeah. Um, okay. and, and just that random line just cracked me up. Okay, I don't know well, why. Anyway, so so there's ink from 2009 i give it two stars out of what 10 or five five two out of five yeah probably two out of five yeah yeah um out of ten four yeah four <laughs> there you go if you can just double it so okay i, I was gonna say three but all okay. right so we need to because we're at, we're pretty much out of time so uh probably way out of time so we need to roll for our next uh movie all right our next episode so go high or low high or low let us do it Low. That would be Amazon. So, we're, man, we've been having a, we've been on an Amazon kick lately. I know. All right, and then then for the genre, eight horror. Oh god. Yay! I hate horror movies. Okay. I, I get nightmares easily. And then for the number sixty-seven. Okay. All right. So let me go look for that, and I'll be right back. And so our movie for next time is going to be Thirst. On Amazon Prime, it says it's from 2016. Thirst? Yeah, Thirst. Just one word. Uh, Amazon Prime says it's from 2016. IMDb says it's 2015. So it's 2015, 2016, something like that. I just remembered something. Okay, what did you just remember? Um, um, du- um, Dwight in the office mentioned he-, he would love to watch something called 
thirst. Remember? No, I don't remember that. So anyway, uh, so it's it's from either 2015, 2016, and the tagline is, uh, or the synopsis is, stranded in the desert, a group of campers are hunted and attacked by a chameleon-like alien that feeds on the fluid of its victims, leaving behind a dehydrated, dusty corpse. They must find a way to destroy the cre- creature or suffer a horrible death. There you go. Okay. And, and and on the reviews on Amazon, it's got 196 reviews, and it's got an average rate rating of 3.5 out of 5. So it must be decent. It sounds like it, it's better than 2 out of 5. True. <laughs> so anyway, so that's going to be our movie for next time. So I, I guess that's it for this episode, right? Yeah, I guess that's it. Okay. So uh, thanks for listening to us again, guys, for another episode. Uh, but if you need to reach us uh, before next time, you know we're not hard to find. Uh, you can look for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Um, Mainly anywhere else you, you can find podcasts, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, and please feel free to leave, leave us a review anywhere. Uh, five Star would be great. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know. We'll take any kind of feedback at all. If it's bad, tell us how we can make it better. So the, the podcast itself, though, can be found um, on Twitter at GP Variety Hour, And I can be found at HeadGamer on Twitter and Mixer. And at Head underscore Gamer on Twitch. And then I can be found at Quillmeister on Twitter, Twitch, Mixer, and TikTok. And that's Meister spelled with an I-E, not E-I. So if you spell it wrong, you spell it right, guys. So we'll co-stream on Mixer whenever we get a chance. We don't often get to do it because our work schedules kind of don't coincide a lot yeah. of times. Um, but stay tuned to the G-Pool uh, Variety Hour uh, Twitter account for any kind of schedule postings. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time on the Gene Pool Variety Hour. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends. Stay nerdy.